0: The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With nifty business on News Talk. Now, we are going to be looking into two uh, referendums in relation to articles in the Constitution, uh, relating to the family and relating to the role of women. We're joined by Karen Kiernan, who is CEO of One Family, and Laura Perrins, Conservative commentator and former barrister. And, Karen, what I might do is, is begin with you, given that it, you are on. The, the government side in, in debating terms. In both instances, why should people vote yes and why should people care?
1: This is something that uh, many, many people have wanted for so long. Our own founders of One Family have been looking for this for 50 years because they were unmarried mothers in the 70s and they set up our organisation Cherish And they want and they are asking Irish people to vote yes because they want their families to be recognised and protected in the Constitution and they want, they're in their 80s. Um, Mary Kerrigan had us all in tears at our launch last week saying can the Irish people go out and vote for this please?
0: And how will this rectify what you see is the lack of recognition? What will be different?
1: Well for those families and for the 40% of children who are being born this year to parents who are not married to each other, it's going to bring them in from the cold. It's going to recognise their families and their relationships with their parents in our constitution. So whilst this might be mostly symbolic, it means a huge amount to people. And many people out there don't know that their family actually isn't recognised or protected in the constitution. And just
0: so I'm clear, because there's two changes, Article 41.1 is going to be changed so that it will, instead of just reading the state, recognises the family as the natural, primary and fundamental unit of society, That'll have added, whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships, and then Article 41.3 will have the removal of the words on which the family is founded relating to marriage. Is that it?
1: Yeah, so marriage, the special status of marriage is maintained. That's still there. There's nothing being taken away. But the general understanding of what family is in Ireland is being expanded to include the families that children of parents who aren't married to each other live in. So that's unmarried families, unmarried couples. They are now going to be included when people go out and vote yes, yes on the 8th of March.
0: Well, let me bring in Laura Parents. Laura, in, in that context, is, is a vote no then a vote that excludes um, families that are not the traditional, the, the classical, whatever the cliche might be a better term, nuclear family?
2: So in relation to the marriage change, I mean, the first objection to the wording of the proposed change is that The electors will not know what they're voting for. It's incredibly vague. Um, That's the first point. The second point is that it undermines marriage, which is bad for children. Um, and, and thirdly, it's undemocratic because it's the judges that will decide. So taking really the first and third point together, because they go together, is the Electoral Commission said yesterday that the full implications of this referendum won't be known because it'll be the, it'll be the Supreme Court, one of it'll be the courts that will ultimately decide what the definition of durable is. So when you're going out to vote, you have no idea what exactly will or what relationships will or will not be included in the constitution. Now, constitution should be clear. We should have cl- clarity. Um, so there's no clarity in what's being offered. So that's the first reason you should vote no. And the second one is that this does undermine marriage and marriage still um, is the best way to serve the interests of children. And the constant move away from marriage, and it's been very significant um, here and in the UK and the US, um, means that the outcomes for children are poorer. In that, children raised within a two 2 parent married family, the outcomes for those children are still better than those within unmarried families. Well, so, let me go to Karen's but point. marriage if, again is not me, a good idea for the interests of children.
0: If you have a relationship where you have two people who have not gone through a marriage, Ceremony, but are in a loving, stable um, family relationship and have been for some years. Why should they not be recognised in the Constitution?
2: Who are you asking? About? I thought you said to the other lady. You're no, I said me. to
0: I, that was Karen's point. I was putting it to you.
2: Oh, sorry. Um, so they can be recognised in legislation, and certain provisions, of course, are made for, for, for those families. But Um, they they shouldn't be on the same level as marriage because marriage is something that should be promoted as as a good for children and as a common good. In in research in the United States from um, the IFS, from the Institute for Family Studies and also in the UK from the Marriage Foundation clearly show that unmarried parents are three times more likely to split up from children before they're 14. So this isn't a good outcome for, um, for children and marriage should continue to be encouraged as much as possible. Without stigmatizing other family forms that are provided for elsewhere in the legislation, but but the other point also is that we don't know what marriage, what what you know, relationships will or will not be included, because as I said, the wording said it's it's a durable relationship, and the electoral the head of the electoral commission yesterday said it, it, that it'll be the courts for it to decide that.
0: Okay, well let, let me go to rela- Karen on that because that, that is a. That is an interesting, and I suspect many will perceive it as an inflammatory point. That one which says that families, the evidence which is yes families should be incentivized, that married families should be incentivized without stigmatizing those that aren't.
1: Marriage is still protected in the Constitution. There's absolutely nothing being taken away from marriage. But what is interesting is that it's on dull record what the minister's intention is in terms of who's covered. And I've said it already. It's unmarried families, it's children, it's long term couples. And if you look at the material from the Electoral Commission, and I'd really encourage people to inform themselves, they've really good stuff. One of the things they say is that it's the family based on other lasting relationships. It's different types of committed and continuing relationships. So that's what the Electoral Commission has put in writing for us to consider. So it is time. And I think for many people, they don't want to be forced to get married. You know, over 40% of children being born this year would be to parents who aren't married to each other. And And what about Laura's point about the difficulty
0: in definition, that something that should be in the Constitution should have very clear legal clarity and that durable relationships is a term that allows for a lot of inference?
1: Yeah, the Constitution, as we know, is a high level document. It's around principles. This is really about values and it can't define all different kinds of families because it has to be there forever. So there's very clear guidelines being given. And we also know that the European Court of Human Rights, which has similar language, has been legislating very successfully and very um you know, in a very moderate way on this since the 1970s. So nothing drastic is going to happen here. But what is going to happen, it's really positive, is people in families um, that where they're not married to each other, like John O'Mara had to take that case to the Supreme Court last Monday, um, they will be brought in to the Constitution, they'll be recognised symbolically and they'll be given recognition and protection.
0: Let me turn then to Article Forty One Two, which is the one where I think there, there may be broader agreement about the deletion than the insertion, depending on, on how the vote goes. The deletion being that the line... The state therefore will endeavour to ensure that all mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. This is in reflect of, quotes, the uh, recognition that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good can be achieved. Um, This is going to be changed to say the state recognises that the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the bonds that exist between them gives to society a support without which the common good cannot be achieved and shall strive to support such provision. It's hard to be much vaguer and well-meaning than that, isn't it?
1: Well, I think what is clear again is this uh, very stereotypical, sexist, out-of-date language about women's duties in the home, and that's every woman, um, will be removed. And I think most people want that because what we know is women's place. Is where she wants it to be, and that's what we are all. But what about the insertion?
0: Whatever about the deletion?
1: Yeah. So this is this insertion is really interesting because for the first time there's a recognition of the value of care within families, and many many family carers really support that and want that. And equally, okay. we know that we all give care and support during our lives as Laura, well as disabled people. Let me get your view on that, care. Laura
0: Perrins. Um, what's your your take on the particularly the insertion wording in Article Forty
2: so if they were just adding a, a, a gender-neutral, you know, care provision, that is something I would support. But that's not what's on offer. What, what this is essentially is another attack on women, in that what Article forty-two, forty-one two one says is that the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. So it's a recognition that all of that unpaid work, all of that uh, caring work that often goes unrecognised is very important and not just in a private context but also in the public context in that the common good cannot be achieved without it. And will people not say that that is a
0: a, a sort of an anachronism in, in how it represents the life of women in modern in Ireland and that it suggests intrinsically that men don't provide a similar role in any context in the home?
2: It doesn't suggest that at all. And it was very clear, and Susan Denham said in the Supreme Court in 2001 that this article is not um, is not allocating a mother or, or a, a woman to the role of, of, of the home. And we know that it hasn't proved any barrier because women's lives have changed so much over the years. But women still do take on the the... the the huge amount of unpaid work—it still largely falls on the shoulders of women. Feminists say this time and time again. And what this article does is it recognises that this work that women do, whatever that might be. So the question is: Is it flexible? Is the article flexible enough to recognise the changes that have undergone in women's lives? And of course, the changes have been huge. But they still do a huge amount of caring and uh, caring in the home. And this is an article that continues to say without that vital work in the home, that women do to a disproportionate degree over and over again to men, the common good cannot be achieved. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing sexist with the word woman and we shouldn't be erasing it from legal documents.
0: Let me ask both of you a question about which there may be consensus. Usually with referendums, the clearer and simpler they are uh, and the more passionately people feel about them, the bigger a turnout you get. Do you think, and I'll I'll put this to you first of all, Laurie, do you think that this is going to be so esoteric that people will just stay away?
2: Uh, it's it's hard it's hard to say. I think people obviously should go out and, and vote no. Um, but it, it's an interesting debate to have, that's for sure.
0: Karen, same question to you.
1: Oh, I strongly believe that the Irish people want to vote yes, yes. And it will absolutely give a strong call to government to improve services for disabled people, older people and carers.
0: Karen, thank you very much. Likewise, thank you to Laura. That is Karen Kiernan, CEO of One Family and Laura Parents Conservative commentator and former barrister. The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.